0: Ooba-dooba-hooba-dooba, coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. And so after George Floyd, like the school district hired some half a million dollar consultant who came in and called everything racist, and I guess said stuff like, you know, to get get equal outcomes, we uh, may not have to have equal treatment. You may have to give up equal treatment to have equal outcomes, something like that. So you might remember, but Virginia has a weird off-year election cycle. So they had elections in 2021, and Virginia is a very blue state because it's all rich, educated people who work in government. But um, anyways, they voted in a Republican governor who didn't exactly run on anti-woke, but he was considered anti-woke. Even though he, he didn't say it, but that's how he was taken, and he won. So I don't know if he controls the attorney general or if that guy's separately elected, but anyways, I guess that's a Republican too. And so they're gonna go at these schools for being racist against Asians. I mean, you know, it's they're being, they're trying to be racist against whites, but you use Asians as that wedge issue, so something to watch. And then in related news, there's a university called New New University, New College, something like that. It's a public university in Sarasota, Florida. So it's like part of the Florida system. And it's a little teeny college. I think it has 700 students and 90 faculty. And apparently it's super-duper woke. And then Ron DeSantis, the Republican governor, he's been attacking woke stuff. I think he put the word woke in one of the bills that he signed, like the Stop Woke bill. But DeSantis appointed six um, right-wing people to the board of directors of the college. So I think, so now maybe, I don't know, maybe there's 11 total, so now it's six and five or something, anyways. There's gonna be more right-wing people. And the people he picked are kind of crazy. Like He didn't pick right-wing people who live in Florida. He picked, I don't know, he Christopher Rufo, have you ever heard of him? Like, he's a guy who just makes his money being a culture warrior against critical race theory. And he picked a guy from the Claremont Institute, which is a right wing thing in California. So he just he just picked it'd almost be like he you know, if my, if my podcast, instead of having sixty people listen to it, if my podcast had a million people listening to it, it'd be like, Oh, he picked me. He's like, You got you're anti woke, you're in Not like, Oh, you have a PhD or you have anything to do with universities or whatever. It's just like you're anti woke and you're famous for it, then you're in. And so I think I mean, it hasn't happened yet, but going to happen soon, I guess, and they say they're going to make changes quickly, and then the students, I think, and the faculty, you know, they're all super-duper purple-haired queers, um, they're going to fight it, and I guess they got maybe the, whatever, whatever union the faculty belong to is going to help them, so it's going to be a battle of the board of directors and the governor and this union and blah, blah, but that'll be interesting. Like, let me say a true fact. The Black Lives Matter movement has caused the murder of 10,000 black people. Well, that is a true fact, but that's a true fact that you could not say on a university. If you're a teacher, you would get fired. And if you're a student, who knows what would happen? Depends Depends on how many people heard you say it. So that's just another interesting thing to watch. And it makes me wonder about DeSantis. You know, obviously he wants to be president in twenty twenty four. So you kinda have to pick your things now that'll be but they have to be pop basically you have to you have to look into the future and be correct that, you know, is fighting wokeness gonna be the thing that Republican primary voters want you to be doing in, you know, a year in about a year and a half from now. Or maybe sooner, maybe you know, starting a year from now and then going up till the election, you know, is that is that the thing that's going to get you over the hump in the primaries? And basically, I don't know, I don't know, is wokeness, I mean, wokeness isn't going away, but is fighting wokeness going to be just as salient, or maybe we'll move on to something else, I mean, it seems like some people are starting to say, don't give money to Ukraine, I think I was watching a Fox News clip on YouTube the other day where they said something was racist against whites, so, I mean, that's kind of part of wokeness, but maybe that's going to be kind of a new thing i don't know makes me think of this uh youtuber alex stein that i like and this guy is a wild man um he's big he's a big white i think a jew uh he's kind of a comedian but kind of a like a shocking he does shocking things and he maybe he'll like he'll go to a pro-choice rally and, like, hold up a sign above his head saying abortion is murder. Like, I don't even know if he thinks abortion is murder, but just, anyways, he holds up a sign that they're not going to like, and he just, like, goes into the middle of the crowd, and, like, people will spit on him and try and hit him and try and grab his sign and tear it up, and what's, you know, what makes it cool is that he just just keeps a big grin on his face, he's always very nice to people, he never says anything rude, And and he's big, so it's hard for them to push him around. So it's just kind of like, whatever. You get to see how violent the other people get to him while he is totally peaceful. Even though he knows what he's doing. He knows he's provoking them to violence. I mean, basically, he goes around and just a big old smile on his face. He lets woke people beat him up. At least that's what he had been doing. But now he's got this new shtick. So he's got this black guy, I guess it's his friend or whatever, his name is Don Tarius and he's, I don't know if this is true, but, like, he's a fat, black, homeless man. He's, like, always taking off his shirt, and he's got big man, man boobs, and he can't really be homeless, because, I, I mean, I've seen, he has videos, Donterius has videos on his own, where he'll, like, set up a tent on a New York subway. There we go, performance art, so. I think this guy's also a performance artist of some st- some sort, but anyways, you can watch him on YouTube, Alex Stein. But the new thing they've been doing is, because they're on the right, and so they've been able to get um, members of the House of Representatives, occasional ones, to invite them into their offices in the Capitol building. So you got Alex Stein, which is this big goofy guy who's always holding out a camera, filming everything, which you know, makes people uncomfortable. You got Don Terrius, who's a just looks like a big, fat, black, homeless dude who's always taking off his shirt. You know, maybe he'll just have, like, a, a suit and a tie. A tie, a suit jacket and a tie and nothing underneath. And then I don't really know the third guy, but there's a third guy, I think, who does the filming. But he wears a beanie or whatever kind of hat over it that covers his eyes with, like, bug eyes. It looks like that guy from uh, the Fat Albert show who was, like... But anyways, they're going into the, they keep going into the Capitol building, which you know the cops there are obviously a little bit antsy after January sixth or whatever. But then they actually have an appointment, so it's kind of crazy. Oh right, and my point was so they were I don't know they were talking to some rep. They haven't they haven't gone into the Senate yet, but well, that'll be interesting. Um, but they were talking to some rep, and they're like. You know, this guy's homeless. Why are you giving money to Ukraine? Because Dontarius is homeless. So anyways, I think maybe people on the right are starting to coalesce around the idea that you shouldn't give money to Ukraine, but we'll see. The new Advisory Opinions podcast, giving me some ideas of something to talk about. And I highly recommend that podcast if you want a legal podcast that's also somewhat anti-woke. Like Slate has a legal podcast called Amicus, and he used to listen to that a lot, and it was good, and it survived the election of Trump, but uh, George Floyd's death made that thing so woke it was un- it became unlistenable. And then I had no legal podcast, and then I found out about Advisory Opinions, and now I got one again. But So there's two people on the podcast. It's David French, who's famous for something, and then Sarah Isker, who is currently my favorite pundit. And so she's on this podcast, legal podcast, and she's also the she's the one who takes the right position on the left, right and center podcast, which is basically an NPR one. So she's she's kind of a big deal. And I already complained about last Friday's left, right and center. I think that was that was like on the first or the second day of this Joe Biden classified document fiasco thing. And so I think when they did that, maybe they'd only found the first bunch of documents or maybe they had found the second bunch. But I think now we're up to like five bunches of documents in three different locations. And so the the couple lefties on LRC were like this is no big deal, you know, Joe Biden's a great guy, no big deal. And then Sarah, she's on the right, but she didn't really go for the throat on anything. And I was hoping she would, but she didn't. But on this new advisory opinions, Sarah speculated that possibly Some of these classified documents could be related to Hunter Biden in Ukraine. And so that would be the biggie. It wouldn't be just, oh, Joe Biden forgot some classified documents in a bunch of different places for over six years. That would mean, oh, he purposefully took that stuff out of there to protect his son. You know, it makes it, uh, I think it adds obstruction of justice, basically. You go from the classified document crime, which they're never going to prosecute you on, and then obstruction of justice, you're not looking so good. And so Sarah, I would say she is, she's almost a mainstream media person, and so it's the first time I've heard someone who's almost a mainstream media person speculate on Hunter Ukraine classified document situation. And I haven't checked out, like, Tucker or Fox News lately. Maybe, maybe they're all speculating on that now. Um, if they're not, they should be, because I'm starting to think it. And then they were talking about, uh, I think it's Arlington High School in Virginia, but I can't remember the county that it's in, but it's the it's the richest county in America. It's in Virginia. It's where all the federal government workers and politicians live. And it also has Thomas Jefferson High School in it. Um, I've talked about that before. That's the considered the best high school in America. And to get in, you have to take a test. And so the school is like, almost all Asian, and then they said that's racist, and so they they changed the test things, and now there's less Asians, and I think there's some sort of legal battle going on. Well, basically, the Virginia Attorney General, I think, is investigating the whole school district now because of what happened at this separate high school. So if high school kids do good in school, they can get, I think it's called like a National Merit Award, And this looks good when you're applying for colleges and applying for scholarships. So I think it was Arlington High School, which is where the CIA is. Don't quote me on the Arlington part, but anyways, they got in the news because they did not tell their students who had won the National Merit Awards that they had gotten them. Like, it's not exactly clear what happened, you know, this is why we need the investigation, but... I guess the awards get sent to the school, and then in between getting to the school, it took them—I'm not sure how long—weeks or months or something—before they gave them to the kids. And by then, it was too late for to use them for early admission applications to college. So I don't know if, like, any—I don't know if you can point to any individual kid and say this kid would have gotten into Harvard, but now they're only going to Michigan because they didn't get their award on their application or not. But Anyways, it was a weird thing to do for the school to kind of screw over its kids. And when that came to light, two other high schools in the school district said, we apologize, we did the same thing. Twitter handle, at Anti-Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.